one come all you have just entered the Fennel adventures podcast where living life to the fullest is the goal each week you'll be uplifted inspired and encouraged with testimonies by phenomenal kids and adults that travel follow dreams set goals and just enjoy life your hosts are me jace my big sister jaya my little brother merle and our mom janae and we are the Fennels. Knock, knock. Who's there? Living life to the fullest. Living life to the fullest, who? Living life to the fullest, you. Please tell us your name and how you live life to the fullest. My name is Eric Jones, Jr., and I live life to the fullest by inspiring, unlocking your ability and your disability. Cool. So can you tell us how you inspire people? I inspire people by telling my story of being born with a disability and how I overcame, you know, the surgeries, the living condition that I went through. But I'm more of a person that uh, gives a lot of transparency of, you know, the reality of you're going to go through some ups and downs when you go after your success. Okay. So... Can you tell us what is your disability so our listeners can know? My disability is a club hand. It's where um, everyone has two main bones in their arm. I don't have the main bone, the radius. So there's four different stages of it. Some people might have one short arm. One people might have, like, just the arm. It's different stages, but I have stage four where both of my arms are short. Wow, that's really inspiring this year, knowing that you're an author and you have stage four of the disability. Yeah, it is because um, when it comes to writing and it comes to typing, those things are challenging to me. But now since we're in, you know, the 2018, you can also record your voice and turn it into a transcript. So that also helps with becoming an author. But even before, like, sometimes you just have to push through it. Correct, correct. When I'm writing... Um, even if my hand hurts, I still have to push through it. If I'm typing, you know, I still have to push through it because I don't look at me writing a book as it's for me. It's for someone that needs to read the book. So I always think about other people when I'm doing something and when times get hard. That's really cool. Explain your faith to us, maybe with a story. Can you repeat that question for me? Can you explain your faith to us, maybe with a story? You said um, with a story? A, yeah, a story, yep. Me playing basketball, um, a lot of people, when they see me, they're not going to pick me up on a team. They're going to look at me and say, oh, this guy can't play. So it used to be time where it'd be me and four of my buddies, because, you know, with basketball, it's five people on the team. And they would always pick up, you know, my buddies. But I was the person that was like, okay, if you guys pick up them, I hope you guys win because I want to guard the person that didn't pick me up. So it was a time where... The guy who picked up my buddies, you know, they end up beating my buddies, so we all got on the court, and I showed him up on the basketball court because, you know, a lot of people judge you off of the way that you look. So you can't judge people off the way that they look or, you know, what they've been through. Yeah, never judge a book by its cover. Correct. So when did you start being a mentor? Well, in actuality, I've been a mentor for some years, but it wasn't a mentor where I was getting recognized. It was kind of like my little cousins or, you know, kids that are around. But I started a mentor program last year um, in March because I was a basketball coach. And a lot of the players, they were all boys, 
And a lot of the players' mom were like, are you guys doing something after this? And I was like, hey, let's start a mentor program. So I actually started being a mentor and having a program last year, March of 2000. Oh, wait, not last year, 2016. I forgot it was 2018. In the beginning, when you first start out, it might start out small being your cousins, niece and nephews. But then it can always get bigger, and you never know. You can just blow up and meet somebody who can just make the whole world know you. That is very true, and that's why it's important to get out in the community. Yeah, some people think that you got to get out in the world first, but you got to start at home. You got to start on your na- in your neighborhood, then you got to move to another neighborhood. So that's what I've been doing. I start where I live, you know, maybe my church, whoever I'm around. Like I had, uh, we had a mother and son dance last night and we even mentored to some of the boys and now the parents want to bring them out to our program. So you got to start in your neighborhood first before you can reach the world. That also goes along with never giving up because you might want to go give up because you just have your cousins, nieces and nephews, like people that you know and not a lot of people. But then if you give up, then you won't get anywhere, and that's just stopping you from doing what you love. That That is very true. I like that because um, when you start something and, you you know, your goal is to be successful, you're not going to start with 10,000 people. You're going to start with one or two people at first. You're going to start with events where people might not come to it. So you always want to have that mindset of never give up just because only one person came. But if you can change one person's life, then you're doing something positive in the world. You've overcome many obstacles. Tell us about your childhood. Well, my childhood, um, when I was born, um, my mom and dad, you know, my mom, she loved me like any mom would. My dad, he really didn't want to touch me, hold me, you know, because of the way that I looked. But my dad eventually passed away due to cancer. So it was just me and my mom for a little bit, and we grew up in Michigan. I'm from Michigan City, Indiana, and I grew up in the projects. So it was a point where... I was learning how to shoot dice, but I was also taking physical therapy because, you know, they wanted to see if I could go to school with all the quote-unquote normal kids. So as I grew up, I fell in love with basketball, and I had to teach myself because there's not a lot of people that's going to teach someone with a disability how to play a sport. And once I started learning, I started to become good, and I started to have to work my way or not trying to make a basketball team at a school, but make the basketball uh, court just to make it on the playground. But I also was bullied. You know, um, I I attempted to commit suicide when I was younger because I got to a point where the bullying and the struggle of, you know, my physical disability was getting on me. But then I realized, you know, God didn't allow that to happen. But then I realized that my arms wouldn't change. So then when I realized that, I would start jumping back. I would be able to, I was more confident in myself. But I grew up like any other kid, you know, wanting to play basketball, go outside. I did get in trouble a lot because my mom was a very strict parent. But I just tried to do everything everyone else did, but I had to make adjustments. And in our life, we always have to make adjustments to our own situation. So if you don't make those adjustments or if I didn't make those adjustments, I wouldn't have been able to do some of the things that I was able to do. But I had pretty much a normal life because the people around me treated me like I was normal, but they didn't know the pain that I was going through, you know, dealing with my physical disadvantage. God does everything for a reason. Yes, he does. Love your quote, unlocking your ability and your disability. Explain what that means. Well, everyone has some type of disability. It might not be a physical or mental disability. It might be laziness, procrastination, hanging out with the wrong people. 
um, making bad choices, whatever it is, it's a disadvantage that's stopping you from getting to your success. So by me telling my story of how I unlock my ability and my disability, that's helping other people unlock whatever stopping them from getting to the goal that they want to in life. Okay, that's a nice answer. How do you help out in your community? Well, I am a basketball coach. I, I'm not coaching this season because uh, just a lot of stuff was going on. I'm a mentor. I have a mentor program. I, um, I'm a teacher in the youth at church. I go speak at the schools, go speak at um, the detention centers. So I'm a, like a, a person that's, you know, all over the place in the community. Um, during the winter seasons, me and my family, we go get back to the homeless. You know, we throw in events for kids in the community, like we threw a mother and son dance. My daughter does a lot of stuff. So our whole family, it's not just me, but my whole entire family is involved in the community because we want to get back because we under, me and my wife understand where we came from and we want to make sure that kids have all the opportunity in the world. If, if we could be a part of that, then that, you know, that makes it better. It's always good to help out your community because many people are in need and they just really need the help. That's true. What is your book about? Uh, my book is called Purpose Pioneers, Volume 1. It's me and five other authors, and we're just telling a chapter of our story of, you know, what we overcame, what we had to go through. There's different, you know, everyone has a different story, so the book can help any and everyone. It's not just where I'm just talking. It's where, you know, other people are telling their story where someone can relate to them or someone could relate to me, but it's just a book of people telling you how we overcame our adversity and our setbacks in life. What made you write that book? Well, um, I'm a part of Breeze University, and that's with um, Dr. Eric Thomas. He's one of the top motivational speakers. And when I got in there, I really was just trying to get some motivation, you know, inspiration from people. And someone was like, you should write a book and tell your story. And I didn't realize how impactful my story was. So I'm writing my own book, but this opportunity came to, you know, be in a book and be an Amazon bestseller. So I was like, okay, I talked to my wife. She was like, go ahead and do it. And we went about, you know, gave the money and was a part of this book. So it's something that I just wanted to be a part of because in 10th grade, my English teacher told me, I wouldn't, you know, succeed in life. And now, you know, I'm an author. So I, I did it so people can hear my story, but I also did it for people that said I wasn't able to do it. Yeah, sometimes you have to prove them wrong and show that you can do it. Correct. Did it take you long to write your book? Two-month process because I kind of procrastinated a little bit because, like I said, I'm not a big writer. But then they told me that I could do the auto audio where I could tell my story and then get a transcript. So that's what I did. I you know, just took some time, go, went on some walks and kind of wrote the story and kind of, you know, voiced the story. So it took about a two-month process. Do you know where people can, of course you know where people can buy a book, but where can people buy your book? Um, on Amazon.com or if you um, inbox me on Facebook, you know, I could uh, send you a copy. My Facebook is Eric Jones Jr. Speaks. So those are ways. And then, or you can email me at Eric Jones Jr. Speaks at Gmail. But you can go on Amazon and buy the book. It's called Purpose Pioneers Volume 1. I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you. You must really inspire your kids. What do they say? Let's see. Like, when I see kids, like, I see some kids outside of the community of where I've seen them speak. Like, I've seen a kid. He works at the McDonald's around the corner from my house, so I see him quite often. You know, the first time he seen me, he was like, man, you came to my school. You said a good word. 
you know, and he always gave me a fist pound or whatever. And I seen this one kid not too long ago. He was in a detention center and he was out and he was on a panel of young youth talking about the violence in the community. And he came up and told me, you know, thank you for coming to speak. So a lot of kids just thank me for coming out because I'm not your typical person that I'm not coming out to just motivate you. I want you to hear my story and understand that if I can do it, you can do it. So kids are more it's more relatable to them. So they always say that I'm one of the best speakers that come out or they enjoy me. They hope, you know, they can see me again, stuff of that sort. So you have a sense of humor. Me too. What makes you laugh? Like a TV show? I really don't watch TV because I'm so busy, you know, working and trying to work on my business and being a husband and a father. But I don't know. I'm just a goofy person. I like to, you know, have fun because life is all, everyone's in life's always so serious. So at any moment, I can make you laugh. I used to, the, the way I would try to get out of trouble is make my mom laugh. So that I, I guess that kind of works. Can I ask you a question? What makes you laugh? or what makes you have uh, a sense of humor? Um, I think what makes me laugh is probably my family or my friends or either when I'm watching TV. And what do you watch on TV? Mostly Disney Channel and stuff that kids watch like Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, and everything like that. Okay, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show would probably have to be The Amazing World of Gumball. Uh, I don't know what that is. I, I don't watch TV when my when my kids watch it. Now I do. I have a four, well, almost four year old, so I do tend to watch some of his cartoons even when he's not there. I don't know. I just feel like I miss out on the show even <laughs> even if he's not there. It was nice speaking to you, Eric. Now let my sister talk to you. Okay, nice speaking to you too. You have a great day. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Real. Raw and relentless. Hmm. Which motto do you live by and why? Get better every day because every day is a new day. What do you think has been your biggest accomplishment this far? Well, when I looked at that question, it's two things. It would be becoming a husband and being a father. And what words of advice do you provide for our listeners? To bet on yourself. And the word bet, I break it down when I speak, is believe in your own ability, give 100% heart effort, and trust the progress of the process. That's good. Like, Thank you. What's your favorite song and why? Um, right now, I would say it's Drake's God's Plan. And I know it's a rap song, but when I hear it and I hear God's Plan, I think of our life. We have to follow God's plan and not our plan because when we do that, you know, things become better. And I understand that by, you know, following what he has for me. So that's how I take the song. So that would be my favorite song. That's a good song. What do you like to do in your spare time? Spend time with my wife and my kids. I wa like to watch basketball. I watch football. I would say that's kind of about it. Like now being a husband and a, and a father, it's not too much, you know, you want to do besides hang out with your family when you have downtime because those are the people that you see the most. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? It would be Dubai. And I would want to go because I want to take my wife there. It's somewhere beautiful. I always see people talk about it. I know a couple people people that went there and it's somewhere that I kind of have on my bucket list so that's where I would go. Oh yeah, my mom wants to go there too. She's not going to take y'all. She's going to make sure that y'all have to stay here. <laughs> no, she's definitely going to take us. Mm. How do you plan on making the world a better place? Well, first by leading by example, by doing the little things in the community, by being a good father, by being a good husband, but 
also brick by brick and it's block by block. Like I start with where I live at my house and then I start with my family and then I start with those around me. So if I can change people that are around me, then I know I can change the community that's around me. So you start off small and you aim, you know, big. My name is Merle, and I'm going to ask you what you have a question. Okay. Would you rather be an eagle or a lion? Mm, I would say I would say an eagle because you can soar over everyone else and you can fly away if you wanted to. Would you rather jump in a pool, chocolate pudding or vanilla ice cream? You said chocolate pudding or vanilla ice cream. Can I choose neither? But um, I would say, I guess vanilla ice cream, I guess. Would you rather play outside or inside all day? Depending on the weather, I would go outside. I was a kid that always played outside, so I'm going to have to stay outside. Would you rather have a pet cat or dog? Oh, a dog, most definitely. Why? Um, I don't like cats. It's something that has been since I've been a kid. I think my grandma didn't like them, so I never liked them. I'm just not a cat person. I was, we had a pet dog, so I grew up with a dog. Would you rather say everything you think or never speak again? What was the first part of that question? Say everything you think. <laughs> say everything I think or never say anything again. Well, I'm going <laughs> to go with... <laughs> every, so you're saying every everything, like even the bad stuff? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say say everything because sometimes people don't want to hear the truth and they have to hear the truth. I don't know. Why? Um, I think I have a lot of more positive to say than negative, and I wouldn't want to hold all my thoughts in because that's kind of like um, if you have to use the restroom and, you know, your stomach's hurting and it's hurting more because you haven't went to let that information out, if you get what I'm saying. So you don't want to keep everything inside you. You want to release it even if it's bad because the bag can go away. Nice answer. Thank you. Would you rather stay everything Emma? Would you rather stay up all night or get up early? Um, I get up early. I need my sleep. I'm a little uh older and I have a um three year old son that likes to wake up extra early, so I'm gonna go to sleep and get up early. Would you rather shout or whisper? Oh, I shout, I'm a loud person. I don't, I really don't think I even know how to whisper. Would you rather be hot or cold? Um, I'm going to say cold. I don't like being hot. Would you rather go to the future or go to the past? Mm, I would say go to the future because the past has already happened. So why go back to it? I would rather go and see what's, you know, ahead of me rather than behind me. Would you rather watch TV or listen to the radio? If the radio is a podcast, I would say I would rather listen to the radio. Would you rather live in the dark or in a place that's too bright? Um, I would say in the dark. Yeah, I would say in the dark. I don't like um, bright areas. So, well, no, I would say being the, in the light because you can't do a whole lot in the dark. So I would say being in the light. Would you rather be in a three-point contest or a dunk contest? <laughs> Well, since I can't dunk, I'm going to say the three-point contest. I got a better chance of making some threes than dunking the ball. What's your favorite team? What's my favorite team? I'm in the NBA, it's the Boston Celtics. Um, football, I would say it's the Green Bay Packers. And baseball, it's the Chicago Cubs and the um, Boston Red Sox. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Because I know a lot of young people, y'all like to switch teams because y'all like favorite players. Stick with the Celtics. We got the most championships, and we're the best team, even if, you know, the Warriors have an all-star team. Sure. Mm-hmm. Murph, after all, y'all, he loves Boston Celtics, and he loves Kyrie. So I'm like, talk to Eric about basketball because he loves basketball, you love basketball, and he gets off the phone.
that that's okay. So you know, he might be a little shy, but does he play basketball? I mean, what position does he play? Well, he's on, he's going to be on a new team um, starting on Monday as his first practice. So he played for his school before, but it was like versus the classes, and he had no idea what he was doing. But now. <laughs> Now he's more knowledgeable, and he's been practicing, like, around the house. So I can't wait to see how this turns out. Yeah. Tell him keep going after it. You know, just if you don't start off good, keep going after it. Because I was a basketball coach, and being a basketball player and a coach, you see things different. And I've seen players where at the beginning of the season they might not be the best player, but if they keep working at their game, then they become better. But tell him just make sure he's, he plays in his game. Don't play like anybody else. Don't try to do anything anybody else do. Whatever he thinks he's the best at, be the best at that. Like me, I shoot threes. I'm not going in trying to dunk on people, nothing of that. I shoot threes. I might go in and make some layups, but and I play defense. So I stick to what I know. I don't try to do anything else. And, yeah, just tell him that, and he should be all right. So did you just watch a three-point contest? No, I didn't. We actually we had the, the dance. So I didn't get to. I seen who won. And nowadays, I'm so busy, I don't really get to sit and watch TV. So if it's something like that, I might not get to watch it. I, you know, I, I'm just going to try to, well, me and the wife going to the movie, so I'm not even going to get to watch the All-Star game. <laughs> but the advice you just gave to him sounds like you use that same advice for everything that you've been through in your life. You already know I think that you are a phenomenal person just because of all the things you overcome or overcame. And it's just impressive. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for reaching out to me. And yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. You, Everyone thinks that everyone wants what it looks like, but they don't want what it feels like. And you have to go through those rainy days. You got to go through technical difficulties. You know, you got to go through all types of bumps and bruises in life. But just like when you're in the rainstorm, me and you know, because we drive, if you got one windshield wiper, but you still got to get to work and it's raining hard, you're going to make it to work even through that storm. So people have to do the same thing in their life, get through that storm and get to their goal. Sure enough. Sure enough. We would like to thank this week's sponsor, Total Interior Deco and Customized Furniture Creations. Call 302-565-7028 or stop by 510 Concord Avenue, Wilmington, Delaware, or www.etsy.com slash shop slash customized furniture one. Tell them Jason to you. Thank you for listening because I know you could have spent your time doing something else. We hope you've been inspired. Subscribe to Finale Ventures podcast, website, and check us out next week. Also, follow our Instagram at Finale Ventures and check us out on Facebook too. We will upload new episodes every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For now, Adventure signing off until we meet again. Bye!